The Life of St. Isaac the Cave Dweller of the Kiev Caves. This account comes from the Kiev Caves, Beterikon. Just as gold is tried in fire, so men are tested in the crucible of humility. For if the tempter was not ashamed to approach our Lord in the wilderness, how much more does he wish to bring temptations to men? So it was with this blessed man. Our venerable father Isaac, while living a secular life, was a wealthy merchant, a native of Turopec. Thinking to become a monk, he distributed his property to those in need and to monasteries, and came to the great Anthony in the cave and begged him to make him a monk. Anthony accepted him, dressed him in the monastic habit, and gave him the name of Isaac. His secular name was Cern. Isaac adopted a very strict way of life. He put on a hair shirt, told someone to buy him a goat and to skin it, and put the skin on his hair shirt so that the raw hide dried on him. He shut himself up in a gallery of the cave, in a small cell four cubits wide, and there he prayed to God with tears. His food was a single piece of sacramental bread every day, and he drank a moderate amount of water. The great Anthony would bring this to him and give it to him through a small window, just big enough for him to put his hand in it. Thus he received his food. He lived in this way for seven years, never going out into the daylight nor lying down on his back, but sleeping a little in a sitting position. One day, as evening was drawing near, he began to prostrate himself and sing the psalms according to his custom. He did this right up till midnight, and when he grew tired, he sat on his chair. While he was sitting, he put out his candle as was his habit. Suddenly, a light shone in the cave, like sunlight, bright enough to blind a man. Two very handsome youths came up to him with faces shining like the sun and said to him, Isaac, we are angels, and there is someone coming who is Christ with his angels. Isaac got up and saw a host of demons, whose faces were brighter than the sun. One of them was shining in their midst more than the others, with rays issuing from his face. They told him, Isaac, this is Christ. Fall down and prostrate yourself before him. Isaac did not understand that this was demonic activity, nor did he remember to cross himself. He came out of his cell and prostrated himself before the demon's handiwork, as though before Christ. The demon shouted and said, Isaac, you are ours! They led him into his cell and made him sit down, and they sat around him. The cell became full of demons, and the gallery of the caves, too. One of the demons, the one they called Christ, said, Take pipes and lutes and drums and strike them, and Isaac will dance for us. They struck their pipes and lutes and drums and began to play. Having exhausted him, they left him almost dead, and having mocked him, they went away. In the morning, at daybreak, the time drew near for him to eat some bread, and as usual, Anthony came to the window and said to him, Give me a blessing, Father Isaac. But he heard nothing. Anthony spoke several times, but there was no reply, and he said to himself, can he have passed away? He sent to the monastery for Theodosi and the brethren. 
the brethren came and dug out an opening where the entrance was stopped up and took hold of him. Thinking he was dead, they carried him out and put him down in front of the cave. They saw that he was alive, and Theodosi said that this was the demon's work. They laid him on a bed, and the holy Anthony looked after him. At that time it happened that Isislav returned from Poland and was angry with Anthony because of Prince Vsislav. Zviatoslav of Cerniev sent for the holy Anthony by night. Anthony came to Cerniev, and as he liked the place called Boldeny Hills, he dug a cave and settled there. The monastery of the Theotokos on Boldeny Hills is there to this day near Cerniev. Learning that Anthony had gone to Cerniev, Theodosi went out with the brethren, took Isaac, carried him to his own cell, and looked after him there. For Isaac was weakened in mind and body and could not turn over on his side, stand up, or sit down. He just lay there on one side, and often worms collected under his thighs from his excrement and urine. Theodosi washed and tended him with his own hands. He lay there for two years while the Holy One cared for him. It is a remarkable miracle that for two years he did not taste bread or water or any kind of fruit or vegetables, nor did he speak, but lay deaf and dumb for two years. Theodosi prayed to God on his behalf and prayed over him day and night until in the third year he began to speak, asking to be stood up and began to walk like a child. He would not bother to go to church, and one could hardly drag him there by force. But after a while, he began to go to church. After that, he began to go to the refectory. They sat him down apart from the brethren and put some bread in front of him, but he did not want to take it, so they put it in his hand. Theodosi said, Put the bread in front of him, but do not put it in his hand. Let him eat it himself. For a whole week he did not eat, but after some time he looked around and put the bread in his mouth and thus learned how to eat. In this way the great Theodosi delivered him from the devil's snares and trickery. Isaac once more adopted a very strict way of life. Theodosi died, and Stefan succeeded him. Isaac said, Devil, you have already deceived me once, when I was sitting in a solitary place. Henceforth, I shall not shut myself up in the cave, but by God's grace I shall vanquish you in the monastery. He again put on a hair shirt with a tight tunic over it, and he began to act like a fool. He began to help the cooks and work for the brethren. At matins, he would enter church before everyone else and stand firm and motionless. When winter drew near and the frost was sharp, he would stand in sandals that were dropping to pieces so that his feet often froze to the stone, but he would not move them until matins were over. After matins, he would go to the kitchen, get the fire ready and prepare food and water. Then the rest of the cooks would come from among the brethren. One cook, also called Isaac, laughed at him and said, Isaac, there sits a black crow. Go and catch it. Isaac prostrated himself to the ground, went out, caught the crow, and brought it back in front of all the cooks. They were terrified by what had happened, and told the superior and the brethren. Henceforth, the brethren began to honor him. 
As he did not wish to be praised by men, he began to act like a fool and make mischief, sometimes to the superior, sometimes to the brethren, and sometimes to laymen. Some even beat him. He began to behave like a fool outside the monastery. He took up residence once again in the cave where he had been before. Anthony had already passed away, and began to collect around him young men from the world and to clothe them in monastic dress. He was often beaten for this by the superior Nikon, and sometimes by the boy's parents. But the Blessed One bore all this patiently, blows, nakedness, and cold, day and night. One night, he lit a fire in a stove in the cave. The stove was full of holes, and when the fire started to burn, flames began to come through the cracks. He had nothing with which to cover the holes, so he put his own bare feet against the flames until the fire burned out. Then he got down, quite unharmed. There were many stories told about him, and one other incident which I saw for myself. Thus he gained victory over the demons and thought nothing of their terrors and fancies, as though they were no more than flies. For he said to them, Although you deceived me at first, because I did not know about your tricks and your cunning, now I have the Lord Jesus Christ my God to help me, and I place my hope in the prayers of my father Theodosi. I shall overcome you. But the demons often harassed him and said, You are ours, Isaac, because you prostrated yourself before our elder. He would say, Your elder is the Antichrist, and you are demons, and would make the sign of the cross over his face, and the demons disappeared. Sometimes they would come to him again, frightening him in a dream as a crowd of people with mattocks and spades, saying, We are going to dig up this cave and bury this man here. Others would say, Come out, Isaac, they want to bury you. But he would say to them, If you were men, you would come by day, but you are creatures of the dark and come out in the dark. When he made the sign of the cross, they disappeared. Sometimes they frightened him in the form of a bear, some other fierce beast, or a lion. Sometimes they crawled like snakes, or frogs, or mice, or reptiles of all kinds, but they could do nothing to him. They said, You have beaten us, Isaac. He replied, When you deceived me in the form of Jesus Christ and the angels, you were unworthy of that rank. But now you appear in your true colors, as beasts and cattle and snakes and every kind of reptile. That is what you are. Henceforth, as he himself said, he had no more trouble with them, although they had fought with him for three years. Then he began to live even more austerely, fasting and keeping vigils. While he was living thus, the end of his life approached. He fell ill in the cave and was taken to the monastery. He was ill for seven days and then departed to the Lord in the fullness of faith without ever deviating from the path. The superior Yoan and all the brethren laid out his body and gave him an honorable burial in the cave with the Holy Fathers. Such were the monks in Theodosi's monastery, who even after their death shine like bright lights and pray to God for the brethren here in the monastery, for all those working in the house of the Mother of God, for laymen, and for those who come and make gifts from their possessions to the monastery, 
in which to this day the monks live a virtuous life together in hymns and prayers and obedience to the glory of Almighty God and His most pure Mother, preserved by the prayers of the Holy Fathers Anthony and Theodosie. May the Lord grant that we may be delivered by their prayers from the snares of the devil who continually tries to trap us, and that we may find ourselves in the company of Fathers Anthony and Theodosie. Brothers, let us call upon these blessed fathers and miracle workers, our helpers and mediators, to intercede with the Lord God, that we might not be separated from these venerable monks, nor be snatched away from this blessed and holy place, nor be deprived of the house of the Immaculate and Most Pure Virgin, as she herself promised. Let us continue our efforts and spend the rest of our days repenting in a manner pleasing to God. May we all receive mercy and eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord, to whom be glory and the kingdom with the Father and the Holy and life-giving Spirit. Amen.